Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Starting off with some pretty powerful quotes there to start the episode. Sam, our guest today, actually found that quote underneath a rock outside of our local theater company in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, our astound equity house that we all strive to perform on that stage as a kid and did a couple productions on that stage as a kid. And then once I had moved to Manhattan, I realized how large and how massive of a theater company it was and how renowned it was. So it's interesting to come back and revisit someone that I knew in my adolescence and someone that I looked up to and someone that was a person that I wanted to be, something I wanted to strive towards, the dancer that I wanted to become. At the time, her name was Samantha Hughes, but she is now known as Samantha Hughes Kramer. She is so wonderful. I actually had her come over, so we had an in-person guest, which was so great. But Sam is nothing short of a dress rehearsal. She is 150% all the time, always on, always ready, always pushing for more. She strives herself. She challenges herself. Today, we're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about social media. We're going to talk about body image. We're going to talk about life in the business as a dancer, specifically for us, since it's what we know as a female dancer. So if these are things that are really kind of getting you excited for the episode, this is definitely going to be the one for you. So tune into the entire thing. Before we get started, if you could do me a favor and go on over to Apple Podcast. On Apple Podcast, you can leave me a five-star rating and possibly even a review. Tell me what you love about the show, your favorite episode, a topic you'd be interested in hearing about. All that stuff really helps me grow the show organically. It helps get the word out. So you're really doing me a favor and helping me out. If this is a show you love, hashtag it on the Instagram and let's get the word out there because I love giving you this awesome content. I love working hard on these episodes and I'm excited and jazzed to get Samantha Hughes on the podcast today. So without further ado, let's dive in. So I'm so excited to have another in-person interview and I have Samantha Hughes Kramer here with me today. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> oh yeah. It was really such a treat because for me when we were growing up in our dance studio, I think I always looked up to you. I'm not even joking. Like I'm not trying to toot your horn or anything, like truly. I And we would sit there and we would watch during our recitals when we'd be prepping for recitals. And I feel like I always gravitated towards you and I think I saw a lot of like what I wanted to become on stage in your performance, Thank in you. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no doubt I love to be on stage. Yes. And I definitely <laughs> um, have a drive to move and perform and 
express myself in a certain way um, and knowing that that was an inspiration to you and hopefully yeah. others, you know, it makes me feel good that I started young. Sure, and, sure and thing. being able to, you know, connect with people or inspire people or who knows, who knows what I did, but that's really cool, so thanks. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just like authentically being you. Right. And we have to always find that uniqueness and it's really hard when we move into the career of theater and we are told like, well, what's unique about you? It's such a hard question to ask ourselves. Right. Well, I think if you sit and actually try to think about what's unique about you, you're not unique because you're trying <laughs> to find an answer that makes you unique. When it comes down to it, the minute you wake up and start your day and, and walking out the door, you're going to present your uniqueness and however that is. Sure. You know, like I was talking to somebody um, the other day and we were talking about we make hundreds of decisions a day. You know, like what you're doing, like what am I eating? What am I wearing? How am I getting to work today? Like, and each decision throughout the day, each choice that we make, it just kind of um, creates us. And I think being authentic is the same thing. Like sure. your style, your way to react to things. Like if something doesn't go the same way that you want, like you just kind of build your character through that. Yeah. And I think that when we, when we sit and we think of ourselves, which we've had a lot of time to do recently, you know, sometimes we start to create this thing that we're really not. It's just a matter of, like, how we're reacting to the choices that we're making. And it'll just make you more authentic in accepting your your choices and your decisions of what you make. So I love that. And we, we were kind of talking about this earlier about being in theater and moving through the path. But for our listeners who don't know you, mm -hmm. do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of what your background is and what you're currently involved in? Okay, so I started dancing at the age of three. I was put into dance because I was chubby, you know? And <laughs> as we all are when we're kids, sure. we're chubby. Yeah, um, our little baby cheeks. Little baby cheeks. And that's when the yellow pages still were around, so my mom found the dance studio. And put me in dance. And um, from that point on, it was just dance. Everything was dance. Um you know, kids were playing sports at school and I had dance. Uh, kids were going to basketball games, I had dance. Like, we didn't go to the basketball games on Wednesday night. Um, and then I started to get, um, somebody had seen me at a dance recital and wanted me to audition for the theater. So I got some private coaching and singing and, and acting and dancing and I went and I um, got a job at a theater, a local theater here, Dutch Apple Dinner Theater. And <laughs> then I was, on my way in the theater. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of very competitive dance studio, going to conventions, learning from other teachers all around the country, um, competing against different studios all over the country. And you know all about that. And yeah. Then, when um, all the Dancing with the Stars stuff came out and all the So You Think You Can Dance. Before. Before. Uh, right. Way before. Right. So right. then it was yeah. very different. <laughs> it was interesting to see some of those people succeed onto yes. those shows that we grew up with dancing, right. you know, on the stage at competitions. What was it? So You Think You Can Dance came out, I think I was like 20... I was dating my husband at the time, so I want to say I was like 23, you know, so I had seen some people, I was like, oh, I know that person, oh my yeah. gosh, I know that person, but that's when it kind of started to hit, like, mainstream dance and how sure. um, intense it was, and it wasn't, 
it was I mean it was intense when we were there but sure. it wasn't all over the media like it, right. it wasn't on TV you had to go to theater you had to go to dance recitals to see the dance or showcases yeah well that was all before high school right uh, or before graduation I started traveling and doing theater um, all over the country and then I did cruise ships and then um, I came back and I started to work more in the area and find other side jobs um, just because that was me. We love and a I side would, hustle. I love side <laughs> hustle. Find me a job, I will do it. I did everything from working at Alfred Angelo to planting ivy on a nursery. I was a dog technician, like a pet care technician. Oh, yeah. I've had, I started landscaping over COVID. Right. Uh, so just anything to keep me busy, all very active. I was never somebody to just go sit at a desk. I think I would pull my hair out. You have to move. But yeah, adding yeah. work is... I know it has to be done. I mm-hmm. know you always have to do it. Always been moving, um, which then brought me into my next journey as I was growing. Now, I don't want to say out of, but out of the young dancer that I was into a more mature dancer. I was still performing, but I started teaching more. Sure. So I started teaching dance classes. And then I started choreographing shows. So I would choreograph up at local high schools. I would choreograph at the local theaters, and then I started to get real heavy into just teaching. Mm -hmm. Then it kind of evolved as I was like, well, I want to do a little bit more for me because I wasn't taking class anymore. Sure. So I got into the gym. My very first endeavor, I always used to think the gym was a negative place um, because I did struggle with body image a lot as a dancer. Which we've talked about quite a yes, bit. Yeah, yes. so both of us, yeah. A lot of times standing in the mirror all week, um, in the evenings, next to tall skinny girls, next to little skinny girls, next to every body there is, um, you just beat yourself up sometimes. So I, I wasn't a big gym goer in my early 20s. To, I was actually more of a party girl. Sure. Um, but I, I think there's this concept that going to the gym is going to make you bigger and more muscular. And I think for someone that's struggling with body image or even for myself, I was like, well, the last thing I want to do is get bigger. So right. I just need to like run cardio, cardio or whatever. Queens, cardio yeah. Queens, and nothing was happening. No. Um, you know, it's just a, I feel like it's a hamster wheel. You're just in that on that treadmill, and you're just running, and you're not getting anywhere. Yeah, that's not to say that's it doesn't every work for everybody. Case, sure, correct. Um, you know, but for me, it, because I didn't like it, it was torture. Sure. Um, and then I I decided one day, kind of how my fitness journey began. I was in rehearsals for Gypsy. I was choreographing Gypsy at the Fulton um, Theater, and chorus line was coming up. Mm. and my dream was to be Val because I do believe that I am a Val. Yeah. Um, all growing up, dance 10 looks three. Um, just not the body style that people wanted, and and they would people weren't afraid to tell me because they did see talent, and they did see potential. Sure. But it just was in a body that was less than, I don't want to say acceptable, but desirable on the stage they, and and I was just thick like I wasn't no 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 you were always just strong. stacked yes. I would use the word stacked Sorry. I don't even because I wouldn't even say thick because I think thick has stacked like a buttermilk <laughs> I love it no we I would say thick thick is 
a term that I keep hearing in different ways, and I used to say this even to, to my boyfriend, he would be like, yeah, like, I think, I think thick is sexy, like, like the mom on Incredibles. And I was like, the mom on Incredibles? And I was like, her hips are this wide, you know? But like, it's all body image. And like, everybody has these different words that they use for different things. And I would say stacked in the sense of like, muscular, strong. You could lift the man, the man could lift you. You know how to carry yourself. I love when someone drags down the stage and their arms spread wide and you see muscles all in their arms and on their back and in their neck. Like, I just think that that's beautiful. But you're right, the dancer image, we're taught to think long, lean, thin, ballerina. I would never be a ballerina. No, ballet was not in my cards, you can ask Carol. Um, I enjoyed pretending and playing the part of a ballerina. Sure. You know, like holding yourself a certain way and imagining me in that tutu that I finally got when I was a senior. And just, I imagined myself as a ballerina. I was not. You were like a fierce jazz dancer. Like you. you were that. Drag down the stage. I grab your attention. I'm here. I'm booked. I'm starting at 100. We're ending at 200. Yes, yes. Always. Um, I don't believe in marking anything. No. Um, not even life. So this is not a dress rehearsal. This is life. This is your real life. This is not your practice life. I keep saying that. Right. This is not your practice life. What are you waiting for? Right. Well, and that's kind of what, um, what the whole journey had taught me was when I decided I wanted to be Val, I decided I needed to change me um, because the only person that was capable of changing what I always felt going into the room that I'm going to blow the dance away, but is it going to be the body that they want? Mm. The only person that was capable of changing that was me. And it took me a second to, I got in the car and I called my mom and I said, I have to change my body. It's time. And when I say change my body, it's not that I didn't like my body. It's not that I was conforming to, I've got to be skinny for them. No. I decided I wanted to take a different journey. Um, So I got into bodybuilding. Why not? I'm going to change my body, so I'm going to do the most extreme thing possible. I'm not just (laughs) no marking. No marking. I'm going to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, And I did. I hit the I hit the bricks running, and I met a wonderful woman who kind of led me in a way to eat better and to just kind of look at food differently. There was a time I would never pick up an apple to eat ever. I mean, that would be the last thing I would eat. If it was if it was the last thing on earth, I would go. (laughs) Okay, maybe I'll take a few bites. I just didn't like them. Um, but the way that we were training and the way that we were thinking and looking at everything, I was learning food as fuel, you know, and learning that the crap that I was eating was, sure. you know. So anyway, I'll shorten this up because I know it's getting lengthy. No, I love um, it. But I was... so I got into bodybuilding and then I was passed off to another coach that took me into figure competitions. So bodybuilding, there's a few different levels. I started with bikini. I didn't have quite the right equipment for the bikini. Um, there's a lot of boobs and booty in that one. Right. I didn't have any boobs. Um, so I quickly got transitioned into figure, which was more muscular striations in the muscles and stuff. And then there's like bodybuilding, which sure. is where you're actually putting mass on. So okay. I was just cutting the fat and revealing my, my muscles. So anyway, I got into that, and that was just kind of my jump start from yeah. that moment on I found that I can be healthy I can be well I wasn't bodybuilding's not real healthy but I could I loved the body that was being delivered um, delivered yes and and you did that 
and I did. You did it. Mentally, physically, you were in control. Yeah, and you did change your relationship with food. That's a big thing I talk about a lot. Body image. There's a lot of things, but it does, it starts with you. It's your mentality. It's your yes. mindset. You think everyone's staring at you a specific way. They're not. No, no. Like you no. just love, wake up, love yourself. I used to say this too. This is how I got out of body image. I would look at myself in the mirror and I literally tell my boyfriend this. And I say, okay, I, I, I see me. And I'd be like, I look good today. Like, I, I do me. Can I say I know that that's crazy? But like, and it wasn't an overly confident thing, but it was the confidence boost I needed during the time that I was changing my mindset to say, I'm worth it. Yeah. No one else can take that from me. No. I decide. And unfortunately, we are brought up with just comparing ourselves to everybody and what they look like, what they have, what I don't have. What do you have that I don't have, you know? Um, and as a woman, you are already, but as a... As a dancer or as anything where you are put in front of a mirror, it really, really is. I mean, it's you might as well dance on a scale. Okay, <laughs> oh my gosh, Between yeah. Between the mirror and the scale. Um, and so going what, through puberty too. I mean, yeah. we're already, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a battle. Um, you know, and then once I found, so once I turned my relationship around with food and with exercise. Yeah. Um, so the gym was always a negative place until I realized how healthy and strong I was getting yeah. and how it was a place to feel good. Yeah. It was a place where I went in and I wasn't comparing myself to anybody. And I know, and that sounds crazy because sometimes you do go to the gym and you're like, well, that person's skinny or that person's this or that person's that. No, because I was so focused in on what I needed and what I wanted that I wasn't comparing myself to anybody because I was working solely for me sure um and i was learning so much from everyone around me and i was doing this at a planet fitness like i wasn't i wasn't with like high-end trainers that i was paying thousands of dollars to we were all working together and i would go and do my workouts on my own yeah um you know just staying accountable to me i would contact my coaches um, and they would give you a plan afterwards and I would say this is how I did it this is Great. what I look like today I would take pictures and together as the trio that we were between Deb and Jim we kind of they helped build me sure. to this next level um, where I'm at now where I just am completely sunken and sold into the fitness world mm-hmm. because I don't people think it's a luxury and it's a necessity. If you want to stay healthy, if you want to avoid going to the doctor, getting sick, you know, diseases, things like that, you have to combat it at the gym. Sure. You have to get up and decide to move, decide to eat well, and decide to keep your mind in that positive spot. That is being proactive in the fitness world. Right. Before it was about how many calories did I burn, when did I eat, da 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 da, da. Now to me it's like, how can I feel my best so that when I go to work as a real estate agent, as a garbage man, as a, you know, whatever your job is, my day's set up because I've set myself up for that positive. And you're a morning workout person to add to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I my workout and three cups of coffee. I love it. We're buzzing. Now, don't call me at 6 p.m. because I'll be out. Asleep on the sofa. But, yeah, I am a morning person because it just, it sets my day up. Sure. If I let the day get away from me, 
in all those little choices that I talked about. So, you know, those, what am I going to eat this morning? Where, how am I going to get to work? Which road am I going to take? What music am I going to listen to? All those choices. If I let all of that happen before my workout, I feel like something's going to happen. I'm not going to make it to my workout. Sure. I, I, I start to make the excuses and stuff like that. One of the beautiful things about COVID for those people who aren't morning people, mm-hmm. there is some lovely classes you can take on the West Coast or in Hawaii or anything like that or yeah. friends that maybe you have that are there at this time. And I do a dual teaching where I take part of the reins with a class and my friend takes a part of the reins and he's currently in Portland, Oregon. And it, it is great. So some of those days that I would just sit here and make the excuses and be like, oh, well, it's great today. I'm actually going to be working out with him at 6 p.m., which is 3 p.m. for him because that works for both of our schedules. Right. Then I take my shower and I get my glass of wine and and I get to relax at the end of the day. But I am a morning workout person. I do think that that really sets you up for success. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to hear you say it like that. Right. Um, but you have to have someone hold you accountable. Right. Well, and I feel like also we say morning – when is your morning? If I'm sure. working in the restaurant business, my morning might be 11 a.m. Yeah. So I should say the start of your day. Great. So like instead of morning, yeah, like not many people want to get up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Um, and even when I was working at the Fulton a few years ago, I should have like two years ago, I was waking up at 5 o'clock to go and get my workout in. Yeah. Because I knew if I got to like midday, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do it too close because what if this... Or sometimes I would do it, if I didn't go at 5 a.m., I would go in between shows. Sure. And it would keep my energy going. Going. So I wouldn't crash in between shows and then be like, oh my gosh, I got to do a show at 8 p.m. Yeah. No, my my body was going because I just did class at 6 p.m. Sure. And things like that. So I would say, um, like, people who don't want to work out or who don't want to get up early because they have late schedules, just to start off their day with that. Yeah. You know, your first hour of the morning... Um, you know what? A lot of people don't like to eat before they work out. I used to eat. Now I don't. I just do my cup of coffee mm-hmm. and I, I get myself set and I'm good to go. Good. I think about the food that I eat the night before that's going to help fuel me during that morning workout. Oh, great. That's such a good little tip. These are all yeah. really wonderful little yeah. tips. Yeah. Um, and I had just learned that, like to think about what I'm eating before because my body's going to work off of that. Yeah. It, it's not, it, it's not going to work off the food that's already digesting. You know, like, it's going to work off of that food that I've had that's in my system. So so I think about what I'm eating um, before, the night before, and think, yeah. oh, this will probably be good, or, or maybe I should not have that glass of wine. Sure. And looking at food as fuel and giving yourself good, healthy, nutritious food to fuel your body, to do all these amazing things, mm-hmm. and then also still having... I don't like to use the word the cheat. Sometimes I do use the word the cheat. I know it's a word we toss around a lot. But how would you you explain that as far as I think a lot of people that aren't used to eating good, clean, healthy fuel fuel food think that, oh, this person just eats a salad every day. It's not. No, it's not the case. To get good at something, you have to train at it, right? So... And that's not even just physical stuff. That's like if I want to be a doctor, i got to study. I have got to study. I've got to read. I've got to reach out. I've got to, uh, you know, do things that are going to make me better. Sure. Okay? So when it came to changing my mind. Now, I love food. Same. I mean, I look forward to a party for the food. I don't care who's there. I'm going to stand 
near the food table and I'm going to eat. Great. Uh huh. And so I, it was a mindset thing. Um, to me, nutrition is probably the biggest part of your fitness journey. Abs are made 80% in the kitchen and 20% on the floor. Uh And that doesn't mean you eat one good meal every day and you think that that's going to help. So I also think we are a society that, we well, I deserve that. I deserve that treat. Sure. It's Friday. I deserve that treat. My kid was a pain in the butt this morning when I was trying to get them ready. Um, And there has to be a moment where we take that step and go... Yeah, as good as that would taste, it's not right for me. Sure. I wouldn't give it to my kid. I wouldn't give it to, if I wouldn't give it to somebody that I care about, why am I giving it to me for that reason? Um, and I think that that's kind of a thing that we've fallen into is yes. food is a celebration. I was I want to eat all of the rich food and all of the, you know, saturated food in butters and, and things. and. And I'm not, I love it too. I love a donut. Like Saturday mornings, they're hard for me. I want a donut. I want chocolate milk. Like I just want to sit with my cartoons and, and I want to relive <laughs> my childhood. I love that. Um, but holding ourselves accountable and understanding that, you know, what I'm putting in my body, it could taste really good right now, but mm-hmm. what's the long-term effect on it? When am I going to crash from it? When am I going to be bloated from it? Right. It's going to affect my day. I'm going to be tired at my desk. You know, and we all have those moments. But I, fueling yourself with foods that are, you know, and it's not a salad. Everybody thinks, oh, I have to get skinny. I need to get eat a salad. Yeah, I it's eat not. Very rare, I very rarely eat a salad. I just eat my meats. Um, and if you don't eat your meats, I think of it as a protein. Um, you know, a snack during the day, if I don't have meat is, you know, Greek yogurt with, um, fruit and some honey, you know, there is a sweetness to it. So it tastes like a treat to me. Sure. So even an apple tastes like a treat too. You were talking about that the other day. Yeah. When I was bodybuilding, that was my treat. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have fruit because fruit makes your muscles soft because of the sugar and all this stuff. And this is the stuff that I would learn. Right. And I was like, I can't eat fruit. I can't eat fruit. But when I was able to have that apple, it was like, this is the sweetest, most delicious treat. And you never liked apples before. (laughs) Never liked apples. I would never pick up an apple. Love that. Ever. Um, It's retraining that mind. And what is a treat? A treat is me having energy all day long. Right. Me not crashing until 7 p.m. when I'm watching Wheel of Fortune. Because that's what I do at 7 p.m. every night with my um, I love that it's Wheel of Fortune out of is. all the things. I love it and I yell that I can't wait to be on that show someday. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. But it's retraining your brain. It's just like when we say, I got to start working out. Well, you got to learn the moves. Sure. So we got to learn the food that gives us the best energy. Journaling is a huge thing. I I had a food journal. I did do that. Now I was unhealthy in life. There was definitely times where I was unhealthy because I would write down everything I had and I would be like, okay, so I've only had 900 calories today. I nailed it. Yeah. Sweetie, I didn't nail it. I was anorexic. Yes. yes. (laughs) Like, I didn't. I eat 23 to 2,500 calories a day. 
my like, you're burning them too now we got to remember like it's absolutely. all about caloric intake and what you're burning absolutely. too for and, sure and i'm active with that yeah but people get afraid of food because they're afraid well it's going to make me fat well what are you eating yeah it's what you're eating and not how much you're eating of it sure just to try to get and i'm being serious to try to even reach 2300 calories is hard if you're eating whole foods right i mean that's a lot of fruit that's a lot of vegetables i'm Yes. It's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. Now, when you do like a burger or something like that, and French fries, it's all in there, but it's... Sure. That's 1,500 calories, but that was only one meal of your day. It's probably even more than that. I bet it's probably 18. I bet the fries alone are 700. Yeah. So it's just a matter of finding the fuels that help, you know, in this area. In Lancaster, we have such great farmers markets yeah you know to find your eating local and eating local yes and even when you go out to eat uh, well, I love to go out to eat Same. asking for no butter I don't want butter on my potato and I don't eat the whole potato eat half of the potato sure save it I mean ask for a box these are all tricks that I learned from people that I either listened to studied um Mentors that have told me when your food comes out, if the portion looks crazy big, ask for a box immediately. Put it away. Yeah. So it's not sitting there, and then we. And then you want to keep tempting because your server hasn't come back to clear it yet. Yes, and then your belly hurts, and you're like, "Oh, well, that hurts already." So I might as well keep going. No. No. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. We say I say that a lot too. I think people need to understand. and also, like, even when you make stuff at home. So I had made something the other day, and I'm eating by myself right now, and I'm not necessarily food prepping, but I'm not splitting the meals anymore. So I was making – I did do it because I wanted to try it. It was on sale at Whole Foods, but it was the Beyond Beef meat. And it is. It's a plant-based meat, and it's a lot lighter than red meat. Doesn't mean that that's what I always have to have. I like it. I wanted to try it. I'm not a meatless person. We all know this. I've talked about meat. I love my bacon. Yeah. Like – so I had made it and I thought that I only had enough for the one evening and I scooped it out and I put it in a bowl and I was like, this is really only half. I'd, I'll probably come back for more. I had my glass of wine with it because I love to pair my food with wine, my wine glass. And then after I had it, I was just like, you know what? I'm not even hungry anymore. So I packed it up and I did have dinner again for the next day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I was starving myself. I just didn't need any more. Right. It wasn't going to serve me. Right. Yeah, it was just going to fill you up and your body can't take care of it. Probably would have slept in and felt like crap the next morning. Had another glass of wine that I didn't need, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I mean, it's just being mindful. Everything is being mindful. And right now we are in a time where we can turn off our minds and just scroll, 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 scroll. And we're just mindless, I guess. We're just doing things because I'm sitting there on my phone and I'm just eating, eating, eating. Next thing I know, I haven't even enjoyed my food. Right. I've wasted an hour and a half now. I haven't read or done anything, you know, helpful for my day. Now I'm angry because I just wasted an hour and a half. I couldn't even taste my food. And now I'm absorbed in this social media or whatever it is, you know, video game or whatever. Um, So I think the fuel food is being mindful of what you're eating, when you're eating it, and what it, like, where it's coming from. Is it coming in a wrapper? Yeah. It comes in a wrapper? Uh, yeah. I would, uh, caution. Use caution with it. Caution. Yes, burr, caution. Burr, burr. Yeah, use caution <laughs> with that wrapper. Um, you know, grab the apple. Yeah. And ask yourself, how hungry am I? If I'm that hungry, I'll eat an apple. Right. 
you know. And I always, I'm drinking water constantly throughout the day. There's some really good ways to do that with water. What was your what was your opening way? Yeah, we're drinking water right now. So I always said this, especially during COVID, I was over buying fruit, berries, everything like that because I wanted to have it, but we were only going to the store every two weeks. Right. So stuff would go bad, clearly, and you might not always finish it. So what I started to do was an old bartender trick, and I took the berries before they went bad, the ones that looked like they were going bad, and I threw them in my beautiful big ice cube trays, and I would make ice cube um with fruit in it so then if I had pineapple or I had extra berries or I had extra cucumbers like whatever and then that way I already had an infused water which makes drinking water more fun I have a whole episode just add water about drinking water and all the different types of water and club soda I love my LaCroix I talk about them all the time and the only thing that's bad about LaCroix or any sparkling is it just gives you a little bit of bloating you don't want to do it all day long but it's a nice little treat to break up the day and people are tired all the time and they're not tired because they're tired they're tired because the fuel that they gave themselves today is not good fuel and they're probably dehydrated they're drinking all this coffee and they're not drinking water. And and that's a huge thing. If I find that I'm lagging in the day or sometimes I'll eat a meal and right after my meal I'll be hungry again. Yeah. And I think, why am I hungry? I just ate my, right. my meat, my potatoes, my whatever. It's probably water. So I drink my water. Now, I love water. Yeah. I, I don't have to put anything in the water. I know there's people who don't like the taste of water. I don't like paying taxes either, but I do it. You know, like what a great comparison. I, feel I love like there's that. There's things that we have to do in life that we don't love, and it's not going to taste great, and it's not going to, you know, there's things that we just have to do. So we need to drink our water. Yeah. And if, if wake up, drink a cup of water, like right away. Wake those organs up. So I'm the only one here now. The pup needs four walks a day. I'm the one doing them. I'm not splitting them anymore with my boyfriend. So I always did the morning walk. So anyway, and it's a nice little refresh time for me. Mm-hmm. It's a um, it's it's a meditation, but it's a, a more of a movement meditation. Mm-hmm. So I'll wake up in the morning. Every once in a while, I'll grab my phone, like if I need to do a specific post for a new episode or whatever. But I'll have it prepped. And I don't allow myself to scroll because the dog needs to get outside to go potty. She doesn't have the option like I do. So I go to the bathroom myself. I brush my teeth. I throw on my glasses. But before I go outside, I chug that water. Mm -hmm. So I don't get the chance to wake up, curl my toes, and have coffee and watch the news because I have a dog. Right. But I do love to do that when I come back. But then I've come back. I've had my water. I probably chug another glass of water after we do that. So I've already got... 16 ounces in my body and then I have my coffee then I turn on my meditation whatever jazz music that you had when you came in to me today and like then I sit down with my emails and I look at stuff after I've washed the dishes from the night before there's all these things we can do before we start to scroll Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't scroll I clearly am on social media you're on social media we follow a lot of people on social media but we can learn from it. It can be a positive place. So I want to transition into the social media because we were just talking about it's become such a negative, toxic place. And this is why I liked Instagram versus Twitter versus Facebook because I liked the fact that I could scroll through and it could be good, positive pictures. It could be an artsy thing. It could be... It could be some trick or trait that would help me in my life or me in my mental state or get me into a better yoga pose or 
be be a better judge at dance competitions from watching these beautiful dancers post stuff whatever it was and I think that it I think we do find times where we're really utilizing our platforms to add negativity or trolling people that are trying to do stuff that's positive I don't understand why we have to do that right well, and I think it goes back to those, you know, I'm a big quote person. I love to look at quotes and like positive things and just yeah. makes me feel good or it makes me reflect on a time in my life that, you know, I could have used that then or, you know, just that whatever that post was that maybe upset you. Um, actually, it's so funny that you said that because I just, I liked a post the other day and it was all these CrossFit women, these athletes, and they had their goggles on and their, their swim caps on and they had their, um, wasn't like bathing suits because they were going into probably some pond or like big river or something like that. So they had like those long sleeve suits on and their briefs and they're just ripped. Mm. I mean, muscles. Got it, girl. And I love that. I think it's beautiful. Um, you know, some people don't think women should have muscle and they think that it's masculine. I'm okay with that. Like you can look at me and think I look like a dude. And I'll be, I'm like, that's fine. I work hard for this. And you and look me, awesome. I'm and, on your, I'm on board with hey, you. Thank you. And yeah. it took me a long time to be okay with the fact that I love that about my body. But this person, I had written, it said something about um, throw yourselves to the wolves. And no matter what happens, you're going to learn from it. You know, mm -hmm. like putting yourself in a situation where you're uncomfortable, you're going to learn from it. And I was like, I love that part when you said throw yourselves to the wolves because it builds character. Yes. And this person responded like, I don't know how you can even say that. These people basically saying that they're users of, you know, maybe steroids or something like that because of what the way their bodies look and they're like, they're no fitness role models. And to me, it's like, why was that even necessary? Right. Why do you have to say that? There's no, there's no need for any of that. Um, I didn't even respond to it. I just kind of read, I read it like five times and I had five different paragraphs go through my head of what I wanted to say back. And then I thought, you know what, this isn't fueling me in any way. If anything, it's going to fuel them because they got a reaction. Yes. So with, with that kind of stuff, I know I kind of got off topic. But no, that's, I, that's about, a point. I don't want to stoop know, to the, their level. The negativity and, and understanding the self-care that I need for myself has taken me a long time to get to where I'm happy with my body, yeah. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm not allowing other people to get in my head about things. Social media can be so great for the positive things and the relationships and the connections that you have. But when those people come up, I just keep scrolling. I, I really can't. I think that's great advice. Yeah, and I think that we're so reactionary now because we're all very sensitive to things right now. And I think it takes that person to be able to see something like that and go, okay, I don't even know who this person is. I'm not going to fight with you online. Right. If you were someone in my life that I wanted to talk to, we could have a conversation. But I want a conversation. I don't want noise. Right. And they're hiding behind their phone yes. when they're doing that. It is safe to be behind your phone and, right. and write that stuff. And I, I just... I don't know. I never got it. It's like, if you don't like what I'm posting, if you don't like the positive energy I have, or or if you don't like it, 
I just feel like keep the opinions to yourself. Maybe unfollow me. Maybe and maybe I'll lose people from that. But oh, but I what? just don't understand. Oh, but maybe. But if that's if I'm not fueling you and you get frustrated scrolling through reading something that I'm posting or I've said, then then you should let go of me too, Marie Marie Kondo me out of your yes. out of your feed. And there's no and and that's the thing like. We're so afraid of offending, yet we offend. Oh, All yeah. Like, you know, when there's, well, I don't want to offend you, and then, you know, but, oh, well, you offended me, and I offended you. And there's this whole, like, to me, I feel like there's this whole circle of, like, what are we really getting done here by acting like that? When I was a young girl, if I didn't have anything nice to say, I didn't say anything at all. Sure. And when I got busted saying things that weren't nice, I had to go and apologize. If I hurt somebody's feelings, if I did something, if I said something out of line, I'm a kid. We all say it. I, you yeah. know, I'm not a kid now, but back then, I'm a 37-year-old woman, and I could say something that might offend you. If I do, tell me. Sure. Don't don't come back at me that I, I don't know what I'm talking about, this and that. Explain to me how I offended you, and together, we can work together. And yeah. that's the thing with social media that... I want to be a part of because I want to see my friends across the country get married, have babies, you know, and do new careers and, and celebrate their lives. And even when there's something terrible that happens, a loss of a family member, a loss of a pet, I want to know this stuff. But I have to get through all of this crap all the time to get there. Sure. And I have emotions about it too, but I, I, I don't want to spend my time feeding those emotions yeah because at the end of the day I'm just going to continue to dwell on it or go to bed thinking well I hope I didn't hurt that person's feelings or that person really hurt my feelings and I at the end of the day they're my feelings like I can just get over it sure my feelings get hurt or you know if I hurt somebody's feelings or I would I want people to tell me that yeah like if I offend you in any way please tell me because I will if you know me, you know I'm not out to hurt your feelings. No, and I think you that that's, that's so interesting and so beautiful. And I was talking about that with a couple different things with with the podcast platform or bringing someone on that maybe would upset someone else uh, and had or different stuff like that. And it was different to get reactions that were negative. And I know when you're putting yourself on a platform, no matter how big or small, when you're putting yourself on a platform, you're exposing yourself. Yeah. You are naked with yeah. your thoughts, with whatever you have to say. And you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that you're not wonderful and incredible with what you're doing. And you are making 70 other people's day or right. 700 other people's day or whatever base you have. And maybe take away from that one negative or that or those five negatives something that you can do to maybe appeal to that or open up their eyes to something different sure you know what i'm saying like i always related to like the good and bad reviews in theater if you're gonna accept those good ones then accept the bad ones yeah and understand like okay well maybe somebody didn't like me in this role and wonder why and how can I do better or how can I just let this roll off my back? Sure. Be a duck if you need to. Yes. Yeah. Be a duck if you need to. Let it roll off the back or right. or right. it'll improve. It's only going to improve you. And, and, when and you- that's why I say that all the time. I yes. say if you have any things that you – anything you want to be changed on the show, like let me know. I'm, I'm open and willing to constructive criticism yes. because if you're not – 
then it's almost just being selfish. Like everything I do is amazing. It's not. It's not. No. And <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that. Right. You know. But think about how we grew up. We grew up in a dance studio where you were getting criticized constructively because you had to get better. Sure. So I want if you don't say anything to me, I need to know. Like yeah. I want to know, is it good? Is it bad? Is it ugly? What is it? I'm not a fragile human when it comes right. to that stuff. I right. do have a thick hide. We all do. Yes. A lot of performers have a thick hide, or I hope so. Yes. You will develop one. Yes. Even if you get every job, you're going to develop some type of thick hide. Right. And, and I think that it's so important and to be able to separate those moments where somebody's truly trying to help you mm-hmm. or somebody's just trying to tear you down. You know, and I think that that, you know, there's, there's times where it's like, okay, yeah, and, and people who you connect with who know your personality and know how to approach you with it. Sure. You know, so, you know, sometimes sometimes I need people to be a little bit harsh with me because I go, You were just talking just, to me about your trainer this yeah, morning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I need people to, to tell me a, a, a certain way so that I can get out of my own way. Sure. Because it's just me that's screwing it up. You know, there's nobody else that is doing that except me. So, you know, back to the whole social media thing, the best way to avoid it, if it's bothering you, is put it down. Sure. Put your phone down. Put your phone down and live life and understand why it's affecting you so much. I think that's a big thing I've been hearing there's a lot going on this year, right? Like, there is a lot going on, and I say that with ease, but I do think that there are many things that you can do in the sense of maybe go live instead of be stagnant sitting and upset. So whether that's being on your social media and being really, really frustrated that people are posting this or being upset when you walk down the street and not seeing what you want to see on someone's face or not on someone's face. I'm talking about masks, yes. Um, Or going into the grocery store and getting really flipped out for someone that doesn't wear it properly, whatever. Instead of living in that, maybe ask yourself those questions in your head. Like, why is that making me so upset? What what is the real root? Let's go back to the roots. What is the real root of this issue? And then how can I not let this ruin my day? How can I still move forward with my day? My day's not over yet. Uh, maybe the grocery store was in the morning. Maybe it was just before dinner. Yeah. So you still have the rest of the day. So don't dwell in that negativity. Find a way to make your day better. And maybe that just means to tune everything else out and to do something for you. Yes, totally. And I think that that's, you know, everybody's so obsessed with what others are doing. This is the perfect time to just focus on you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I really believe that. I think that when this all came about in March, obviously we were all like, what? No one thought but, it was going to last this long. It's still going on. Right. It's insane. It's it, it's crazy. But if you can sit there, I am not somebody who likes to be with their thoughts and with their emotions. Sure. Um, the best way I can describe myself is the more I add on, the less I have to reflect on me. So the more jobs I have, the more... I am not in the house the more I'm moving around. I look busy. I am successful. Right. But in reality, no, I'm just filling my life with stuff um, that either A, doesn't serve me, A, is burning me out, or B, is burning me out. And that's something that I've taken away from this moment in time is who am I 
what do I want? What do I need? How do I go forth to get these things? And that was that thing that we were saying, like, what is your big goal in life? Like, what is the big goal? What's the overall goal? Where do you want to be? I think that that's great that you had time to do that stuff because I think you were able to hone in on, like, all these wonderful, fabulous skills you have Mm -hmm. and how you can make your platform orchestrate all those wonderful things that you have. Yeah, it's it's definitely been quite a, a past few months between... COVID happening and then me wanting to start my own business and then us moving out of the area that we were at back up to this area and understanding that, oh, wait, maybe I don't want my own business, um, but maybe I want my own type of skill set that I can put towards business and build upon that to reach those final goals. Yeah. And I hate to say goals. um, I know small achievable goals, you know, we want those. So I look at every day if i make some progress i'm reaching goals because sometimes we get so focused on that end goal yeah and it looks so far away and it and it is hard and it is frustrating and i just read something about this we forget that every day if we chip away at it eventually it's going to be there there you're going to be towards that goal and so i feel like it doesn't look like things are changing day to day, but they are. Yes. And to say what my final goal is, um, is, I, I mean, I don't even know if I have a final goal. I just want to feel successful in what I feel passionate about and reaching people in a way. Um, you know, my, my original goal and vision for this next step in my fitness journey yeah not just for me I mean yeah I would love to be in some fitness competition somewhere and like kicking some ass you love it you know like (laughs) I just want to be an animal out there I want my nickname to be animal you know like I just want to be that chick out there killing it killing it yeah those those haters and those trolls can say whatever they want about my body because I don't put anything in it that is not you know serving you yeah serving me correct but anyway I digress Yes. Um, you know, for me and that world, that takes time and I'm willing to put that time and that work in. For me and like the professional world of the fitness industry, you know, I, I think about it and understanding as a performer first um, and a dancer first, wanting to help other dancers love their bodies no matter what they're given, make them strong and give them longevity. Yes. There is a point where we get to, where our bodies change, and we don't dance like the 17-year-old we used to. You still have the same heart as that 17-year-old, but you have a different body. Sure. So learning how to embrace the body at each age and embrace the movement at each age. There's a great book. It's the Twilight Clark book. I started reading it, um, but I haven't The Creative it. Habit. Yes. Yeah. And, it's, and it starts out, and it's basically like, Learning your body, like always knowing where your body's at. And and I think but that... But your, your is the underline. Learning your, your body. Yes. No, truly. I, I do think this. This is like what happened when body image came out. It was like, that person's going to look her best. Mm-hmm. This gentleman's going to look his best. Whatever you identify is going to look your best. Yes. But it is yours. Right. It's not mine. Right. It is yours. Yeah. And yeah. finding what... Like, I know my dance friends don't want to go snatch the weights that I snatch. 
They don't want to squat the weights that I squat. That's okay. We can still tap dance next to each other. Sure. We just need to find the strong in their body and the the endurance and the, the longevity in their body. And I think that's kind of what, you know, my vision is. I'm working with a young dancer right now. Great. Um, where we have our sessions on Tuesday nights. And she has, you know, certain skills she wants to learn. And I have certain strength that I want to give her. And it's kind of like this growing process with both of us. They're entrusting me with this stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm, this is what I'm kind of about. Yeah. Uh, and let's see what what we create together and how I can help and, and be as open with me as I'm going to be with you. I like the creative process, though. I think that it should always be a collab. I don't think you should ever have a trainer that just tells you everything to do. Yeah. It's... It's, I think it should always be a conversation. Well, yeah, because if I, if I am injured or I don't like to do a certain movement or I don't, then I wouldn't program it. No. I wouldn't want it programmed for me until I find that I do like it or I can do it. And and there's subtle ways to kind of flip that stuff in there. Sure. Um, you know, for people because... Again, it, it comes, it circles back to sometimes there's things in life we have to do that we don't really care for. But and, drink water. And drink water. <laughs> um, so, but that's the thing, you know, there are times where we do have to do things. And, and there's subtle ways of being able to be like, you know what, it's not my favorite thing to do, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to succeed at it. And chances are we don't like to do it. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a physical thing. Or something because we're not good at it. We're not strong at it. We're embarrassed. We don't, you know, it's a lot of work. It's, and I find myself doing that too. You know, like, well, I don't want to do that today because that's a lot of work. When my trainer or my coach, when he put me on a rower for an hour, I looked at him and I was like, you are crazy. Yeah. It, but this is why I came here. I would never sit on a, a rower for, for an, an hour. hour. But I got off that rower and I was like, oh, I did that. It is cool to do that, right? We say that all the time and, and finding those goals. Like, you are going to do everything you want to do. You want to put it out in the universe. If you want it, you're going to accomplish it. You really will. And I think that the beautiful like, thing is, is I do hear this on and on again, and this is probably our third conversation about what we were chatting about today. But when we were saying, like, what is your big goal, it is it has come up a lot. And I'm not giving you an aha moment, but like I think you don't want people to ever feel stressed or uncomfortable in their own skin the way that you have felt. I think that that's the consistent that's the consistent through line, right. and and I think that that's great. And the beauty of it is you're collabing with your clients, but you're also a client yourself. Yeah. So you're always improving on yourself, and that that is the big thing. I say this all the time: make sure that whoever is training you is being trained themselves. Yes, because there's a lot of people out there doing things they shouldn't do. You know, like, and I hate to say that. I, I always want to learn. I always Forever want the student. To, I'm like forever that. Forever the student because my best years was when I was a student. Sure. And I was learning from all kinds of people. Carol Still, Joe Tremaine, John Crutchman, Marcia Lynn, Doug Caldwell. You know, my peers next to me, like watching yeah. them dance and going, oh, I want to look like that these people who have been huge monumental people in my life you know yeah. I want to be there I'm getting chills you I'm know, sorry I'm, you yeah. know these people that I look up to and and they're successful and they're they're doing things and I'm like wait I still feel like I'm like a flopping fish I'm a flopping fish when do I get to be that 
Well, I'm in control of that. I just keep you are. learning. Yeah, you just I keep just learning. Keep and learning. you are not a flopping fish in everything. There are definitely people like I was just saying to you, even when we were young, and I remember watching you and looking up to you. So there's always always those people. And it's interesting for me. There's definitely times I feel like a flopping fish and someone's like, oh my God, what you said is amazing. Or I love that you're teaching this right now. Or what you're putting out on social media is really helping me get through this time. Or on the podcast. So like... Yeah. If you have that compliment to give someone, please give it. Because yeah. I do think it really helps fuel them because everyone always feels like a flopping fish in yes. different moments. Yes. And they do feel like they're in their element for sure, but they also do feel unease. So if there's someone out there that's truly inspiring you, I challenge you this week to go out there and leave them a DM, leave them a comment, send them something, and just fuel their day that they know that even though they're still learning, you appreciate what they're putting out. Yeah, yeah. And, and appreciating all of the people who have helped create you. I mean, I leave messages on Instagram to like the big athletes or Robin Herter. I love to do that one because I just, I'm in all of her. And yes. I'll leave a message and she like, responded back to me and I was like oh, oh my god you know fan <laughs> girl moment yeah um, I've had so many amazing mentors in my life and I I wouldn't be who I am now without them from the theater to the dance world to nutrition to the fitness world um you know and I think that that's something we all get caught up in us again and like oh what am I doing where am I going what is this what is this that we sometimes just have to pull back and think of the people you know like they weren't always there. They mm -hmm. weren't always in the spotlight or always, they worked to get there yes. and talk to them. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had some great meetings with people and recently with my coach, I've had some awesome meetings and just the way he's making me think about what I want in life sure. and how to get there, you know, and on a different level, because I had this conversation, it's funny because I just had this conversation back in December with Mark. I, I, I want to feel like I'm doing something because right now sure. I'm flopping like a fish. Sure. How do I, what do I do? Well, let's, let's get to the root of it. Like, what do you want to do? Yeah. What do you want to be? Do you want to still be going to New York and trying to be on Broadway in Moulin sure. Rouge? You know, do you want to be that? And, and if you do, then go for go, it. Yeah. Do it. Um, do you want to be here? Do you, and it's, and all of these things, if you don't go back to where your resources are and your mentors and stuff like that, you know, you just keep kind of getting lost in the sauce of the social media, comparing yourself and doing stuff. Then we kind of lose that vision of what that goal is. Yeah. What's my goal? Let me write it down. Let me look at it. Okay, now how do I get there? Who do I contact? Because people are willing to talk to you. Sure. People want you to succeed. Especially your mentors. They remember you. Yes. And they've watched how much you've grown and they're so proud of it. Yes. And I had a meeting with Carol still a few weeks ago. Love that. And what we were putting together... I quickly realized wasn't what I wanted. Mm. And now I had to go back and I had to be like, Carol, I'm so sorry, but this isn't sure. what I want. That's okay. Yeah. It, it's good to find out now that that's not what Yeah, before you, you invested all your time yes. and energy into opening something that maybe wasn't what you wanted. Right. And and it's okay to it's okay to have those, you know, moments of like, wait, I'm looking at this now on paper. Maybe it's not like it. it. It's not what I want. Thank you so much. I love you. Let's have a glass of wine sometime. Yeah. But this is just different. This is not sure. what I'm looking for now. Sure. And you it's know? good to come to those realizations. And 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, Sam. This is like so much good, good energy, good juju. I'm glad I'm back here. I'm glad we're able to like be in each other's lives. Cause the last time I saw you, we were, you were my choreographer for a last minute show I was doing for anything, anything goes. goes. Oh my gosh. So it was a fun show. And what was great is like, we were wearing the Broadway cast mm. costumes and set. I mean, it was gorgeous. Mm. I, I loved it. But yeah, I and and to just add to this positivity and this energy, and to bring up social media one more time. Where can people find you? What's your handle on Instagram or wherever you would like to direct people? Um, I'm on Instagram at sqs creamer. Um, that's my. So I, I have hmm, I have three pages. I'm trying to figure out how to delete the other two um, because I just feel like that's stuff that doesn't serve me. I can put who I am all on one page. And that's kind of where I'm feeling. If I would branch out to another, like, more of a business page, I'll do that. But right now, at S. Hughes Kramer on Instagram. Um, and you'll see me doing fitness stuff. You'll see me doing nutrition stuff. Who knows what's next? I, I have no idea. I just, I'm enjoying this time to figure out what serves me the best and what I can do to serve others the best as well. Because um, it's not just about me. Sure. Like, I want to be able to serve people and, and get them on a level in their life where they're excited to wake up. Yeah. I, right now, I'm excited to wake up. And because I, I know what the day holds, but I know what I'm ready to do in my day too, like to, to move the needle forward and to go even further into a life of wellness, happiness, positivity, and being able to move until I, I can't move anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be able to take care of myself and have a good life, you know, till the end. Till the end. Till the end. You know? What a treat. This was yeah. so much fun. I'm so glad you came over. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, hope I, uh, I hope I did okay. You did great. Oh, this was great. <laughs> Always such a treat to have adult conversations with someone you knew in your youth as we continue to get older and be inspired by those around us. And then we kind of rewind the clock back and see someone who inspired us in our youth and then have an adult conversation with them now that we've both had our own careers, our lives, our trials and tribulations. So what a treat that was to have Sam here and on the show. If you're interested in training with her, if you're in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, definitely follow her on Instagram because you're going to be inspired no matter where you live. But check her out and reach out to her if that's something in the cards for you. I know she's got a lot of new stuff coming out. So you definitely want to follow her on the gram. So then that way you can see all the new things that are going to be going up in her life. And again, I want to reiterate the statement from the beginning of the show and the episode title. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is life. What I want for you to do is screenshot the screen right now and tag me on the Instagram and tell me what exactly it is that you're striving towards or what exactly it was that you decided to do this year that was something that pushed you forward. And it can be a plethora of things. It can be, I started a fitness journey. It can be, I got a whole new job. It can be, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom and have six side hustles and I'm nailing it. 
all of the above, I want to know. So make sure you screenshot, tag me on the Instagram and tell me what it is exactly that you're doing, making sure that this is not a dress rehearsal and this is your life and you're a freaking badass. So much fun. I am actually going to talk all about side hustles on the episode on Sunday. I'm so excited. My girlfriend, Hannah Joel Cohn, that I had as my first guest all the way back in, I think it was May, actually suggested that. She's like, Stasi, you always have a million side hustles. I think that would be an amazing topic. I know I would tune in. So I hope you join me and tune in on Sunday. Remember, you can watch those episodes on YouTube as well. Turn me on in your YouTube screen or plug those headphones in and get to work and do your thing on the go. And don't forget to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcast for me. Thanks again, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia. Or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.